Shut up and sit down. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 26 and 27 of the Cinema from the Dark Side podcast. I'm your host, Patrick, and I'm joined here by TJ. TJ, how's it going? It's going all right, man. All right. So today we're going to be doing some uh, very cool uh, little interesting things. Instead of doing like a full long episode to this week, we're going to have two mini episodes because we're going to be talking about two completely different films, and we just didn't want to try to make up shit to say about it, each film. It would be super confusing to put both <laughs> these movies in. They're very not related whatsoever. Exactly. I agree. All right. So first thing is first, we do have our movie news. So let's get ready for that. All right, Pat, I think you got the first bit. I do have the first bit here. And thank you so much there, TJ. All right, so first thing is first, Ridley Scott has says that new alien movies will have fewer aliens. Huh. Interesting. I don't know what to, th- what to think about that. But basically, he's quoted in saying, uh, we are going to make another. We are. Uh, we are, he told Scott from EW. Uh, I think we have to do is gradually dr- drift away from the alien stuff. Um, really? I don't understand that one. It's called fucking alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, he Ridley Scott got a lot of shit for Prometheus, which I felt was kind of undeserved because I love Prometheus. I thought it was a great film. Aliens, uh, the alien, the one that came after Prometheus was actually pretty good. But again, it got a lot of hate. Um, so now he's just, I think he's just trying to piss off his fans. What do you think, DJ? Uh, I mean, maybe, I think maybe he's just sort of being like, you know, I'm Ridley Scott, bitch. Like, I'll do what I want. Right. Like, you guys can't, nothing anyone says is going to stop me from doing what I want to do, you know, creatively, artistically. That's true. And then he goes on to say, um, people say you need more alien, you need more face pulling, you need more chest bursting. So I put a lot of that in Covenant, Alien Covenant, and it fitted nicely. But I think if you go again, you need to start finding another solution that's more interesting. And I think AI is becoming much more dangerous and therefore more interesting. So it looks Hmm. like, um, you know, with Prometheus and with Alien Covenant, there were... There was David, who was a fucking crazy AI, um, you know, artificial intelligence trying to kill everybody Mm -hmm. along with the alien. So, I mean, if that's the route he's going to go, I think he's setting it up nicely. But are you going to change the name from alien to like AI or something? You kind of have to. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. That's just my thought on that. Yeah. But TJ. Yes. Next thing on the news. <clears throat> Next thing on the news actually is only partially movie-related, movie but also kind of uh, reality-related. Yes. Um, Florida activists launched three billboards-inspired gun control campaign. So a group of activists launched a three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri-inspired protest following the tragic mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, which was awful, by the way. Yes, we our hearts go out to the victims and the families of the victims who were affected on that day. Uh, so uh, just wanted to point that out. Released in early December, Three Billboards has maintained a high-profile film, has maintained 
a high-profile film throughout award season thanks to writer-director Martin Dunn. Um, Dun- okay, whatever. This uh, That sounds very confusing. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, this wasn't written very well. Um, no. But uh, basically, I guess this would be an instance of uh, life imitating art. Um, now there are people down in Florida that want to... Uh, well, actually, they put them on trucks. They it did looks put like, them. yeah. Um, but they put them in like the same exact red it's, billboard. It's the, it's the same colors, same font, um, same everything. It almost says the same thing. Kind of, it, 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 the same font, but I mean, it is different. Um, whereas in three billboards, it says "raped while dying." Um, fuck, I can't remember what it says. Yeah, chief what or sheriff whatever. Why still no arrest? Oh yeah, still no arrest. Why chief uh, yeah. Willoughby? So these these say slaughtered in school and still no gun control. How come Marco Rubio? <laughs> so I mean, that's shots fired. That uh, is shots fired, and I, and that's very creative. Uh, I'll give him that. I I don't think I don't think they're gonna have as much of an effect as it actually did in the movie, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, because but, this is real life and not movies, right? And I, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to get people to change their minds about stuff. And, oh yeah. But I will say it's uh, it's it's one way to do it. I mean, it's a clever way to. Oh, of course, of course, it, to take you know something from pop culture. And, yeah. uh, you know, turn it around into a political thing, mm-hmm. you know, especially, especially with the film that did that well. Exactly. And I'm and I don't like being political here on the podcast. Um, and I don't know if TJ has different views than me, <laughs> but um, I, I'm very I'm very liberal. I don't really care one way or another, but I personally to me. And in theory, this should work, but I see no reason why there shouldn't be a, like, psychological evaluation to get a weapon. Now, and and again, in theory, that should be completely fine. But in reality, I know that as soon as someone goes in to get a psych evaluation saying, I want a gun, that's like an instant red strike. Well, that and it's it, it would it would take a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of um, resources to do something right. like that. You know, and I know I agree. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, but I mean, it's not as simple. Just like, oh, let's do this, you know. I hear you. I hear you completely. All right. So last thing on the docket here. So it looks like we have some more news regarding Zack Snyder and uh, the whole DC Justice League thing. So while it was re- previously reported that Zack, Zack Snyder left the Justice League product on his own or film on his own uh, intuition because his, the passing of his daughter um, looks like he didn't leave on his own. He was actually fired from D.C. because I assume that they didn't like the way it was going. And that's fucking ridiculous. So. Let me take a look here, and I believe there was a quote here from him. No, was it was this fired before the? No, this the, was the fired after. Issues? Fired after. Okay, this was fired. That's after. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, dude. Um, so there's no quote from him directly, but there was something he says. Um, let me see. Uh, Zack Snyder was fired from the DCEU just over one year ago. Couldn't write it. That. Couldn't write it quite that way at the time, but was able to tap dance around it. So basically, that was referring to his original script, mm. which he wanted Dark Side. He wanted the uh, Green Lanterns coming in. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God, that is he could like he couldn't write it the way he wanted, and DC was getting fed up with him for doing it the right way, apparently. Okay. <laughs> so this... well, here here's what I think happened here. I think that they wanted to. I, I, this is Warner Brothers, right? That does the DC. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think the deal is that I think Warner Brothers wants to make as many movies as they can. They want to spread out these characters to as many movies as they can because that way they make the most money. Because even if the superhero movie that comes out is bad, they know they're going to get a ton of people to come see it anyways. Right. So they figure, okay, well, we can, like, from a business standpoint, we can have the quality suffer a little bit. But if we make more movies, if we spread these characters out and we're able to make more movies out of them, we can make more money. That business-wise, that makes sense. Like, I I think that's terrible for the art, the artistic part of it. Right. But I think that's what's happening here. Is I think that potentially Zack Snyder was like, let's fucking bring everybody in. Let's just bring all the characters in. It's going to be awesome. And then, and then you know, WB is like, wait, hold up. We want to do a separate Green Lantern movie. We want to do a separate, you know, Dark Side. We want to do separate, you know, whatever. Right. I, I don't know. That's that's sort of the vibe I get off of it. Which is really fucking stupid. No, it is. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like, Zack Snyder is obviously a very proven director. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done, he did Man of Steel, which, you know, I thought was great. He did Watchmen which was amazing. He's directed the 300 movies. Like, he's he's an established director. Let him do what he wants. So to DC, I say, you know, congratulations. You did a fantastic job. That's all for you. You're <laughs> fucking idiotic. I hate all of you. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, uh, we found an easier way to do soundboards, and I'm actually probably very excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I think we're trying to not overdo it. (laughs) I might overdo it for a a hot minute here. So let's go into our main topic, which we will be talking about a movie that is so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. (laughs) It wasn't even released in theaters, but it stars Nicolas Mm. Cage. It was released in theaters, but but it was limited. None of the theaters around here had it. Not nationwide. (laughs) release film called mom and dad starring nicholas cage and selma blair uh very zombie land-esque in a sense yeah i i'd say but not as um how do i put this zombie the the writing in zombie land was very clever yes the writing in this movie uh, i wouldn't say it was clever nah um it was definitely a little more of a uh how do I put this? <clears throat> it, it didn't take itself too seriously. No, it at knew all. what it was. It knew what it was, and it didn't try to overdo anything. Like, it was just, or, or didn't try to like over. It didn't try to make itself more serious than it was. Fair. Um, so it's definitely not. I, I, Z- Zombie Land is a um, objectively better movie by a lot. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> but there is a, a little bit of a similar vibe in there. So you're saying so yeah, Zombieland was so was a lot better, but with Mom and Dad, the, it's it's not a movie you're gonna take seriously. It's gonna be a movie you're you gonna You can't. If you try to take it seriously, you'll hate it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so if we actually talked about this in a movie news, we talked about the trailer being released where for some reason 
uh, this the parents of children just have an insatiable need to kill their kids. Uh, it actually got pretty dark at a couple times, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the scene, Selma Blair's sister is about to give birth. She gives birth to the child, and then all of a sudden she starts to fucking try to strangle the baby. I was like, oh, the, my yeah, God. Yeah, like the, the newborn. This is fucked up. That was the most fucked up part of that entire movie. Oh, that, yeah. That scene, for sure. It was slightly cringy. It was a like, little much. You kind of knew that the kid wasn't going to die because they would have. They were right, going to stop wouldn't, her. They wouldn't do that, right? right you know, but it but... was still like, "What am I looking at right now?" <laughs> that was. It was pretty fucked. That was pretty fucked. Now, correct me. If, they didn't actually like give a solid consensus of why they were killing their kids, right? They never did, um, and that that actually, I think, I will say, was the worst thing about this movie was that, and the ending. You know, I, I guess some could argue either direction for it, though, because, you know, some people are like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what caused it. That's not the right. point." But then at the same time, you're still wondering. At the end, all of a sudden, the movie ends very abruptly. Okay, the ending is not satisfying at all. No. It just ends and you're like what <laughs> and then there was no explanation as to what caused it they think maybe it was th you know they show throughout the movie they show blips of like newscasts on the tv and on it's radio like, oh, and shit it could like be that a terrorist attack yeah they Ooh. think it might be like a like a viral thing right you know or like you know maybe like nanobots or something like that but th there's just a couple theories that are thrown out there by like newscasts you hear in the background and then that's it Beyond that, like, it's never, there's no explanation as to why this is happening. Right. Or anything like that. But I, I mean, hear you. I, I mean, I get, but some people will argue it doesn't matter. And I guess that's a fair argument. You know, it, it really, <laughs> it yeah. really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And it, it's fine. Um, I think that, like, newscasts, like, they said it was like a terrorist attack. Like, this could be something. The only thing you know is, is like, it's something to do with, like, transmissions from your television. Right, that's what triggers it. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So basically, there's like this specific type of static that shows up on a TV, right? And then that sort of triggers this thing. So I think that's where sort of like the nanobots thing, right, is maybe the probably the most uh, viable explanation because it's something digital, basically recognizing a digital signal of some kind, right, and then activating. So I mean, that's I guess that's probably the best theory, probably. What did you think of Nicolas Cage in this movie? He was awesome. I okay? thought so too. <laughs> he was. He I was mean, amazing. He, it was everything. As a as an ironic Nicolas Cage fan like myself, <laughs> ironic meaning that like I love it when he acts ridiculous. Like when he when he overacts. Like that's his that's his that's yeah. his best thing is that he overacts. Back in the eighties, he was actually a real actor. But right. since then, he's sort of become this like caricature of himself. But when he overacts, <laughs> it's hysterical, right. and he plays that up super hard in this movie. Um, he's become he's become very self aware, very of very what of what of the the things that he's doing. You know, especially with be, him being as broke as he is and in as, as much tax debt as he's in. Oh yeah, he's got to take. He has to everything. take everything. Yep. So I think now he's sort of accepted the fact that these roles that he's taking to make a little bit of money to pay off the IRS. Um, they're not going to be great. No, they're not. <laughs> but not I think, all. but I think he's um, accepted that now. He's sort of embracing it yeah. because, man, he. Uh, this was this was like as far as uh, overacting Nicolas Cage goes. <laughs> this movie was tops. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I, mean, <laughs> I don't just, think I don't think anyone else could have played this. No, part. there's no way. Like because no one would be able to, no one would have been able to do it seriously, and then just been like, I they would have just like, I can't do this. Right. I cannot do, <laughs> like I can't stoop to this level. I can't. But Nicolas Cage did, and it was excellent. It was amazing. <laughs> it was it was quite great. And honestly, if I'm if I'm being real talk here, uh, honestly, I the flow of the movie was actually quite good. Yeah, I, the yeah. transitions between like you know describing yeah. his family life and then you know describing his uh, basically his mental only, breakdown. The only two points in the movie that I don't think were right. One was the ending, which you just talked about. Yeah, that was. And shit. two, um, when the parents started showing up yeah. at the school, like like basically when this virus or nanobots, or whatever, started taking effect, that happened very abruptly. Like it was kind of weird. It was it was a little awkward. Right. Like all of a sudden it was happening, and you're like, wait, what? And then, <laughs> but then beyond that, it was fine. But if there was a, a moment there where I was really like. Really? That's how they're introducing it? I thought they would maybe build it a little bit. They right. Did, they didn't... I mean, they did They did build up to it a little bit, but not much. Like, it just all of a sudden was like, bam, it's happening. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the flow of it was quite good. They, they set up the story. They set up Nicolas Cage's kids. They set up his fucking, basically, midlife crisis and how things are not the same as he was and shit he regrets and... You know his, how his kids are fa- basically just fucking like little brats that don't yeah. respect him, and then this virus oh. happens. They, speaking of, they kept showing that scene of him younger <laughs> in his Firebird, like yeah. doing burnouts in a in, like on a road with like his topless girlfriend on his lap. <laughs> right. They showed it like three times. <laughs> it was like. Okay. That that was so funny. <laughs> like they didn't need to show it three times. Like they probably could have showed it once, maybe twice. But the third time was like, okay, you know, <laughs> we 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 saw we, some, we saw the titties. It's okay. Like we. I think it just needed more titties. I guess that's probably why they're just more. like, oh, here's some more boobs. No one. I mean, Selma Blair doesn't really have boobs. No. So. So it was it was like his previous his girlfriend before the marriage yeah, or whatever. But definitely. But I, th- I thought that was I thought the movie was fucking funny. It was it was it was so overacted. It was so uh, it, the, the it was self aware. It was very self aware. The lines in it were fucking hysterical. Nicholas Cage's lines were ridiculous, <laughs> and actually actually Selma Blair's line about how the saws all saws all. <laughs> Like that part was so, so cause, fucking cause, funny. Because the thing is, we're gonna remember Nicolas Cage saying it because of the way he says it, but he's just repeating it after she already said it. Right. It's like so the kids are hiding in the basement trying not to get killed, and so in order to try to break down the door, Selma Blair grabs a saw and Nicolas Cage. Saws all. Like, yeah. Yeah. Saws all. She's like, and Nicolas Cage is like, that's not gonna work. He's like, she said a saws all saws all. And fucking from there, that just became Nicolas Cage's, like, mantra. Yeah, he's just like, it saws all. <laughs> it saws all. <laughs> like, he just friggin' runs with it after that point. It was so funny, though. I think we need to add that to the soundboard, by the way. It's like, it saws it. all. If I can find <laughs> if it. If we can add it down there somehow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That I would could be probably so, find it. That would be so good. <laughs> it would be so good. But I also thought, like, some of the shit... I did not expect like they them filling the basement full of the gas, the gas, gas, the Mm -hmm. natural gas. I was like, oh, shit, I did not expect that to happen. Mm -hmm. 
No, it got complex. Oh, like, yeah. It started out as just like, oh, trying to beat him senseless or get him with a knife or whatever. Right. Typical stuff like that. But then all of a sudden it got complex. All of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to seal up the basement and we're going to. Like, they actually got to the point where they were sealing up the basement windows with soil. Right. And then they, like, taped a hose to the one window and started piping in natural gas. Right. That was fun. I was like, wow, that's, like, really elaborate, considering <laughs> this is being caused by some kind of, um, you know, virus or nanobot or something. Right. It's not like a zombie where it's just, like, a zombie is just, like, uh, I'm going to try to eat you, you know, and they don't and have— they're, And they're stupid. And right. you can just knock—you can blow their head off or, like, or what kind of go around them. Or... Exactly. They Like, the parents trying to kill their kids are, like, doing critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is not zombies at all. It's no. it's very high level, very high level thought going on here. Uh, that scene though, when he, so it, remember the flashback when he got the pool table. Yep. Oh, that was so fucking funny. So that, that's right. That's from the. That's where the hokey pokey thing came from. <laughs> you put your left foot in. You put. You your take your left, left foot out. out. You do you the hokey pokey and you and you, <laughs> you fucking work it all out. <laughs> That is so fucking funny. So that's what he ends up saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Up, you In the trailer, it's beep, but yeah. And actually, that was one of the best scenes of the movie because it was a, it was a legitimate, like, <laughs> no, it was like a legitimate um, take on what parenthood does to some people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was real. It got really <laughs> real. Where they bas- basically... Yeah, because he was just trying to set up, like, a man cave. Yeah, he was he, just a man cave just so he could have his own space away from the kids because all his life has turned into the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Right. All day long, and it's driving him crazy, and he's like, there's no space for just me in this house that I paid for. Right. So, he um, tries to start doing a man cave, so he builds a pool table. He gets the parts. He doesn't just buy a pool table and get it installed. He builds right. it. He builds it. He gets it leveled completely. Yep. And he, he puts he puts the carpet on. Yeah, the felt. Yep. He puts the felt on it. I mean, the whole nine yards, and then, you know, Selma Blair comes on, and she's like, why are you building a pool table? And then basically they start yelling at each other and freaking like we out. we can't afford it. Like we can't afford it. And he's just like, I just wanted something. And, you know, he argues, no, it's actually for everybody. It's not just for me. And she's like, bullshit, it's for you. <laughs> and so then he freaks out and destroys it with a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. And that's when that's when the hokey pokey line comes <laughs> that in. That was so good. And uh, And basically they just, and then they just have a real talk after that. They just like, you know, how he's like, um, you know, I, what was his name in the movie? I can't even, it doesn't even matter. Oh, he's like, you know, I was, whatever his name is, yeah. you know, now I'm just dad. dad. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it was, it was a, it, they had a real talk there. That was, I that was, was like, real. wow. I was like, I was okay. Like, shit. I mean, the rest of the movie was absolutely batshit insane. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But that particular scene, it was like. This was like the whole concept of the movie. Right. What it was built around. <laughs> yeah. Was this sort of the issues that people that I think people that rush into having kids uh-huh. when they really shouldn't. Uh-huh. Um, you know, people who haven't really lived the, the life they want to live yet and then have kids because they think it's the thing they're supposed to do. Right. And then they find out, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that because there's all this other shit I wanted to do. And. And that's what they built the whole movie around. But then they just twisted it into like this crazy like comedy horror thing. And yep, it was it was well executed. I mean, it was it was not bad at all. And I, I especially I, I especially appreciated when they went ultra ridiculous. 
So the scene I'm, I'm referring to is when the kids finally like escape the basement and they're running around the house trying to get away from the parents. Nicholas Cage is barking like a fucking dog. That was weird. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. But that dude. was so fucking funny. I didn't even care. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. It was amazing. I loved it. Uh, by the way, Mom and Dad has only a 5.6 on IMDb, <laughs> which is ridiculous because if you came into this movie thinking it's serious, thinking that it was any sort of like I don't know, moving artistic experience, it was not going to be that. No. If you thought going if you thought that going into that you're an idiot. Like Right. No, no it's it's, no. A, it's a movie that is completely not supposed to be taken seriously no. at all. And it is and it is completely self-aware. Yeah, it's it's fucking John Wick except with action, it's fucking horror comedy. Yep. You're not supposed to take John Wick seriously. You're just supposed to fucking sit there and enjoy the badassness that's going around. Mm -hmm. In this one, you're supposed to enjoy the fucking complete crazy batshit things that are happening. By the way, Nicolas Cage's character his name was Brent. Brent. He's just like I was I was Brent. <laughs> now I'm just dad. Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. Uh, and actually, one of the best characters in this movie was the boyfriend, the the daughter's boyfriend. Dude, that guy would not die. He wouldn't die. He was like, the thing is, okay, the trope always is that the black guy always dies in horror right. movies, right? This kid... He was not dying, okay? You right. thought he was dead, like, two or three times. Right. Th that kid would not die. And I'm like, all right. Right. You're turning it on its head. I, it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is pretty dope. He ended up being a major hero in the movie. Yeah, he did. Because I, I think he was the—he had the final strike on um, the mom. Yes. Before they got—because then they end up tying um, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair in the basement. They tied him up. Right. And I think that was, he got the final strike on them. Uh-huh. That was the dumbest scene of this movie. The end. The ending oh, was bad. so dumb. So bad. It was, I was, I was like, wait, that's fucking it? Mm-hmm. So the reason why we didn't like the ending is because there's no fucking, there's no closure. No closure whatsoever. None. You don't know where things, there, there's no like, uh, here's where things are, here's where we go from here. Right. There's no explanation as this is what caused it. Nothing. It's just... The parents are tied up in the basement. Yep. And they're talking to the kids, and it seems like it's implied that they're kind of back to normal. It, it slightly. It, it seems it seems like they're kind of back because they're talking like normal. They're like, you know, we love you, kids, and blah blah blah. But then all of a sudden, Nicholas Cage. Is like, sometimes you just want to, and then black screen. It's like sometimes you just make us wanna, and then then, yeah. then it goes to the credits. It's so dumb. It, that was the dumbest ending to any movie. Also, it's it was only an hour and 23 minutes. Yeah, it was a rather short very, movie. It was very short. Yeah, so, I mean, you're not really wasting time on this movie, it, and it doesn't tr add in bullshit. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, thought I thought it was funny. Yeah. There, I mean, there's no fluff. It's just... No fluff. It is what it is. Yeah, because it is what it is. All right, so, uh, is there any more you wanted to say about this? Uh. I mean... The, the the flow of the movie is just normal everyday parenting life. Parents are sick of their kids. For some reason, parents don't want to kill kids. They try End to kill movie. the kids. <laughs> try to kill kids. 
and oh, they fail. We gotta talk about the grandparents. Oh, that's that right. scene <laughs> was hilarious. That it, it scene was, was great. The best part was the really bad CG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, Nicholas was it Nicholas Cage or was it his dad that was in the Firebird? It was his dad. No. No, he was driving it because his dad was on the front of the car. Exactly. So he like slams on the gas and backs up through the garage door and then hits the grandmother with right. the car and she goes flying. Yeah. And it looks I mean it it was obvious it was bad CG, but it, it made it so much funnier. It it just worked. It just yeah. worked. I I almost wonder if they made it look bad on purpose. I think they did. Like they're like, they, like uh, they probably could have made it look more realistic, but they're right. like, "You know what? No. No, this is perfect. Let's keep it the way it is." <laughs> Agreed, but no. Agreed. That that scene was crazy. So, to put that, so basically, the grandparents show up and they want to kill their kids. Yeah. So they want to kill Nicolas Cage because that's his parents, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. So they want to kill Nicolas Cage, and so it's like you have this like triple layer of like grandparents wanting to kill the parents parents who are wanting to kill the kids, (laughs) and it's that whole scene is just a total clusterfuck, and then. That's when, like, Nicolas Cage starts barking like a fucking dog. I think so. (laughs) And that's also when when it finally, the violence and stuff really ends, is that's, like, the last scene, and then... You see him tied up in the basement. And yep. Then, then it just ends. <laughs> yep. It was it was it was funny. Don't take it seriously, and you yeah. will enjoy this movie. Exactly. If you enjoy the trope of Nicolas Cage, because he's seriously just a character of himself at this point. No, and he totally plays that up in this movie. Yeah. He's just if if you are an ironic fan of bad Nicolas Cage acting like I am, this is the movie for you. I mean, it's it's the <laughs> pinnacle. It really is. It really is. Agreed. Um, I think that'll wrap it up for that. One, so. one thing I did want to mention, I totally forgot about this. We are actually video recording this. I do not know if we will put it on YouTube. Uh, We're going to see how it works. We'll see how it works. But we are also on YouTube. I don't. I think I've mentioned that before. But we are actually video recording this. So, hi, if you're watching. Hi. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. No. 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 I didn't say that. I didn't do that either. You didn't see it. Um, but... Just wanted to point that out. And I did want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, MJDArtworks.com. Matt Dawson does amazing work. Feel free to check out his page there. And uh, let's get into some listener mail here. Oh, we got some? Yes, we got a couple. They're not going to last long, so please, fucking send in more questions. I appreciate it if you do. This one comes to us from an actual frequent uh, question asker, Mr. Mitchell. Mitchell says, Dear Crew... Have you seen the current series of Cloverfield films? Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and the Cloverfield Paradox. What do you think about the marketing of the last two films, which had interesting ad campaigns? What do you think about the fact these films are somewhat independent and just have the Cloverfield brand attached to, to them, make them part of the series? Always enjoy listening to the cast. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, I actually did. See the first Cloverfield, and I did see 10 Cloverfield Lane. I have not seen Cloverfield Paradox as of yet. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, but <laughs> from a from a third-person perspective, um, I thought the ad campaigns were kind of interesting. The ad campaigns I thought they were pretty brilliant. Because pretty brilliant. Because they almost seem like different movies mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. You know? Um, and 
while I, I did enjoy 10 Cloverfield Lane, I have heard nothing but bad things about the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it. I, I don't think it even deserves, based on what I've heard, I, I don't even think it deserves like an ironic watching. Yeah, it sounds like it's just bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, in terms of the ad campaigns, like TJ said, they're, they're fucking interesting and they're great. I, I thought 10 Cloverfield Lane was actually pretty dope. I, I liked it um, because, it, like I said, these almost seem like different movies. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my answer for you, Mitchell. And I hope you, you keep sending in more questions because Please you do. Ask, Please you, do. You ask some good questions. Yeah, man. you ask good stuff. All right. I think that'll wrap it up and stay tuned for our next little mini episode. And you just have to click the next button. All right. And we'll catch you next time. It's like time. Netflix. Just go to the next one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we'll catch you next time on Cinema from the Dark Side.